going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Court of Cade for your judges, your favorite judges, us guys, discuss, rate, and rank hero content, animation, anime, live action, whatever it is. We've been covering it. We've been in in the works, boots on the ground, doing the work. Sometimes that you guys don't want to do, but just coming up with some fun discussion getting into the details the nitty-gritty of some of your favorite shows speaking of which the show we are reviewing today is kim possible more specifically season two episodes 5 17 13 23 12 and lilo and stitch season two episode 19 which was a crossover and a little bit of a fun one at that we are reviewing those episodes more specifically because they are the the correct chronological order in the Kim Possiverse. How do we feel about that? Possiverse? Oh, ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Let's just yeah. let's not think about it too deeply and roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Possiverse. Well, you have heard my voice. I let me introduce myself and my fellow judges. I am the Darkness Correspondent, the Kingslayer, Judge Shelton. Alongside of me, you also heard the showman, the conqueror, Judge Cooper. Can you all hear me chew? Um, I, I don't know. I think I think you're good. I think you're good. You know, you're looking good today. All 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 great. I like the great look. All good, man. All good. Nice. I mean, nice. I, I'm personally here for a little chewing action, though. Oh, a little ASMR. Mm. Well, some people have a condition called misophonia where they literally cringe when they hear people chew. So that's why I was asking. Oh, well, that's that's not good. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, okay, okay. Um, I don't like it when people are chewing something really soft inside their mouth and you can hear all the saliva sloshing around. Yeah, because oh. those people are just slobbery. So, like, so like I know out. you can't control that. Sometimes you really can't, but so I You just, really can, though. I really don't like hearing that. But I cannot hear you chew. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, let me give my clip for the episode. Somebody get me the frick to the mo Mucho Grande Bueno Nacho. I know, right? Oh, man. There's like, much... We'll have much to discuss when we get there. <laughs> much let me to discuss <laughs> about that. All right. We also have, last but not least, the Wanda Visionary. And why am I blanking on? No, I'm not Chaos Bringer, Judge brown there you go josh so so i just want to say that of course in the new year the truce will be over and i'll open a can of freak all over you oh <laughs> yes yes oh i also would like to dedicate this episode to snowman hank ah snowman hank what <laughs> oh goodness. he's an og og um when you said can, JC, I honestly thought you were going to go towards spaghetti. And I'm like, times never... I mean, come on now. Like, Some things never change. Some oh. things never change. JC, is there a possibility you can look in your cabinet right now and tell us how many cans of spaghetti you have? Well, I'm currently in a hotel room at Virginia Beach, so I cannot. Ah, well, walk over. Do you have the number written down somewhere? I don't have any, Josh, because despite my best efforts at trying to buy it, Walmart no longer sells it. Uh, there's a... <laughs> You're going to have to make the spaghetti and can it yourself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I freaking love that, JC. If you... 
<laughs> you know what? Jason, Next if, you've time... made, if you've made and canned your own spaghetti, I would absolutely eat it. Bro, I would too. Like, there's if there's some sort of process, like a refrigeration process, because my grandma likes to say that, like, she actually prefers, like, leftover spaghetti rather than when it's cooked right then, because she says... That's a fair take. Because the sauce apparently seeps into the pasta even further. Marinates. Yeah, it's yep. like a marination mm -hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm about to Google how to preserve spaghetti in cans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> and cans will help you portion control. True. Portion control... Like if you it's can, it's easy to let that spaghetti get away from you. Let me mm -hmm. tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely, making good points. Yeah, pre-cooking them meals, man. I mean that that really uh really goes a long way in some ways. All right, so this episode will be strictly about the episodes we are going to review. There will be no video game talk as Curtis has not finished playing KB three. And we're kind of short on time. And I have not, because the game kept on crashing on the emulator, which was really annoying. Your homework this week, Josh, is to uh, look up some YouTube videos of it. Yeah, there was like a two and a half hour YouTube video of it. And I literally thought about like why I was doing something, having it play. Just as soon as anything different. But I want to play the game, you know? I'm more of a, no, I feel that. a gamer. And if, hands on. if I watch someone playing a video game, it, you know, it, I would rather be like a live live stream like on twitch or mm -hmm. something like that you know um also we might bring up some food ideas but the food ranking list will not be discussed uh this time either we will be doing that next time and it's gonna be a ton of fun because we will implement that to a very special episode possibly all right this is not like this is set in stone but possibly um video us making these special foods that we oh. that we choose and then ranking them by taste mm. uh, i think it has to happen yeah that i mean i would absolutely love it to happen some of these things might have to be okay jc you're not a vegetarian curtis you're not a vegetarian so um the corn dogs are a go. We'll just have to make them like chicken or something. Or even with Big Franks. I mean, come on. The best dog on the market. Yeah. Dude, if we made friggin' corn dogs with Big Franks, I would eat like 12. Oh, <sighs> me too, honestly. Because the Morningstar ones are already top tier. Off True. the absolute chain. Oh, gosh. All right. So, um,. Oh my gosh. I think our intro discussions are getting so much more entertaining. I like it. Because we're just letting it fly. Yeah, just let it fly, you know. Be, be a little more comfortable, Nami. Super natchy. <laughs> natchy. Or, or natty. I think it's natty, right? I like natchy better. <laughs> oh gosh. Alright, boys. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's start talking some KP some positive verse in episode five car trouble and jc i think that was your episode no it's mine. oh it's yep. curtis's i didn't write it down so that was a it's shot all in the dark oh that's right jc i see your two episodes now i just write a ton of notes on every episode so it's like whatever yeah I appreciate your hard work josh dude and I you got a 50 50 chance every time of guessing it so i'm you're right <laughs> unless it was my episode and i totally forgot <laughs> all right let's get going with some car trouble because this was a 
fabulous episode, in my humble opinion. All right, first top point. We learn the tale of the ghost car because they're learning how they're basically in driver's ed in school, which I'm like, man, I wish my school did that. Um, and the quote, so Barkin made them watch this horror movie about a ghost car just to freak them out. And his, and his quote was, you can only imagine what that carnage would look like in person. Don't look away. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. I haven't gotten much from Barkin lately, so this being a Barkin-centric episode was fabulous. I missed him so much. Is Barkin one of the standout characters? I love him, personally. He's amazing. He is, he is amazing. I honestly would really enjoy an episode where Barkin, it was like all about Barkin, no KP, no nothing. Like if they, if we saw KP or anybody else, then like what it well like just like it was in a cameo. Or if Barkin went on his own mission against like Doctor Draken and Shigo. Oh, okay. Wow. I okay. I know that he doesn't do that, but there is an episode in season four. Where him and Ron get into some shenanigans. Ah, okay. Because well, they got into like some na- some shenanigans against Dean Amy and Barkin's lines were great, but Dean Amy was, you know, Dean yeah. Amy. No, this is a this is a much better episode. Than okay. Nice. Oh man. I, or even SS like Triple S and SSJ. Like that would be hilarious. <laughs> like yes. he would be so confused on why they were doing what they were doing. <laughs> I would love it. Is it time to submit my idea to Disney Channel for a Barkin spinoff? Oh Ooh. my goodness! There could there would be so many amazing spinoffs you can make from Kim Possible. Like, give me the freaking obviously Ron show. Oh, give yeah. me the Draken show. The Draken show. Your senior, senior, and SSJ show. So actually, that kind of brings up an idea that I was thinking about, and we can. I mean, uh, we can table the or. We can possibly we can discuss the idea maybe later or whatever. Um, but like uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is around the NFL. Nice. If, if you guys as like, do I. Yes. If you guys like the NFL and you like talking about stuff or like discussing like more industry. This is my favorite podcast of all time. It is. It is actually a really good podcast. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, and this past episode they did is like, "Qual es tu fantasia?" Oh, we're getting real deep on this on this episode. I like it. <laughs> and uh, that that was one here of the names of their I am here. I am just like, what's the NFL? <laughs> the National Football League, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for uh, in the states. But yeah, so basically, it's like you know, like what is or basically asking like, what is your fantasy? So what they did is they talked about their fantasies in the football league, like something they could see that maybe isn't realistic. Um, but something they like to think about the idea of. So we should totally do that. What if we did a little segment at some point, maybe like after the movie or at the last, like fantasies of where the possiverse could go. Oh Oh, yeah. I love it. Love it. Let's do it. Somebody write it down. So it would be like, I guess it would be like, what is our season five look like? Oh, Oh, Josh. Yeah, so I, I, we can, we can table that discussion a little bit, but I honestly think it's a great idea. It could be a ton of fun. Absolutely, go absolutely wild with it. Let's do it. <laughs> and no time travel, cause you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh, I was so playing into that. I, did, I I have not listened back to that episode to see how how dumb you were making me look. But um, it was pretty dumb. <laughs> Look at it this way, Josh. Your wishes have come true, and there's a whole movie dedicated to time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was honestly just thinking about, like, if they just went to random points in time, and we got a whole new set of villains. That was it. Like, a whole Mm. new set of villains introduced, you know, kind of like an... Or maybe uh, an Into the Spider-Verse kind of deal. I don't know. Ooh, Ooh, gender-swapped Draken and Shigo. Oh, or a male form of Kim. Ooh, I like it. Gender swap everybody. Yeah. I mean, anything. A Japanese Kim? Oh, goodness gracious, the gods. <laughs> Give us it now. Uh, All right. Hide <laughs> her miss as possible right now. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, we've totally changed. But yes, so that was a pitch that I made. It seems like you guys are in. Let's further discuss car trouble. All right, so, um, so this episode I chose to cover a little bit different way. I have my hot points about the hero plot, and I have my hot points about the villain plot separated. Ooh, okay. So it's not in chronological order. I thought it would be an interesting way to cover it. Okay, yeah. so talking about the hero plot first. Um, Arkin has them doing a really gnarly parallel park, <laughs> something that which I have never had to do in real life. Yes. <laughs> that was crazy, and I feel bad for the children. Isn't he, uh, like, the, like, pulling out the alphabet, like, do a K part? And all well, the, yeah, that was, like, later on, like, the K turn and the J turn and the E turn. Crazy. It's like, whoa, I don't think these are real turns. <laughs> um, and then uh, another wonderful Barkin quote was when Kim was driving, I think the first time, maybe the second time, and he's like, this isn't jolly old England possible. <laughs> oh, goodness. So Barkin. All right, All right, this is um, a jolly old England. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, and then, so basically they get a distress call from a scientist's house, who we will circle back and talk about when we talk about the villain plot. Um, but they go to his house, and they're, like, investigating all of his talking appliances, and they're, they, Kim finds a clue, and then Ron says... You wait until all, until the blender and I are about to mix it up to mention this. Ah, uh, yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, that was great. Fight a blender. <laughs> oh man, just fun, just fun. And uh, we meet Sadie, a fully odd automatic conscious car, which is dope. And uh, I wish she was a mainstay in the series, but unfortunately not. Um, although I feel like it would lend a little bit too too much, much help? too much help and like maybe a little bit i realize it's a cartoon but it would make it a little too cartoony you know mm. well i it mean like just hopping around in a talking car all the time maybe i don't know there was night rider did you guys ever watch that nope. oh well i mean that was basically it. an automated like you know car that's basically alive like an ai car that did its own thing and um, it, I guess it was way past our time, but I've seen the entire show, and there, there are ways, like, I think that uh, an automated car like that can almost, like, expand the opportunity or increase the stakes, like, make the, make the threats that Dr. Draken and Shigo or SS, or Triple S and SSJ have a little more extreme, and, True. like, I like the car would fit in, I think, and, 
they could have a lot of funny lines with it. Like, Ron could, I don't know, like, hate the car, like, or something like that. You know, they could always have beef or something. Jealous of the car. Yeah. But anyway, um, basically, fast forwarding to the end, um, they um, are escaping from the melting base, and Sadie, the car, straight up lies to Kim. It was like, oh, yeah, like, when you... When I cheated for you on that driving test, uh, I actually didn't, just to give her some confidence, which I thought was nice. Yeah. And then Kim took it herself and got a B- minus at the end, which was cute. Now let's talk about the main course to this episode, in my humble opinion. Because this episode saw Draken and Shigo paired with a wonderful new character, Dr. Freeman. He was so five, sec- five seconds in. And I love Dr. Freeman. That freaking dance with Draken at the beginning. Oh, the dance <laughs> Draken's like into it. Oh, that's so good. It's just like Draken, like, Draken for his, like, evil genius as he projects himself as, he's so go with the flow. He oh, just yeah. takes things as they are. He's like, I'm just going to run with it. Until he's like, oh, I got to get back on track. <laughs> I think we're seeing that more often, and it became extremely apparent during the, um, when he, uh, what do you call it? The when Golden he, Years he took episode. the minds over the Elder, like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, it became yeah. extremely apparent then that he was more go with the flow. Oh, yeah. And yeah. what's nice is that with, with, as the seasons progress, we're seeing, like, a natural evolution of, like, how they want to write characters like Draken, mm-hmm. where he's... He's a lot more comedy focused, but he also is a much stronger character because he kind of has like actual like attributes, as opposed to being like whiny villain who snaps like impossible all the time. True. He kind of has his own identity and like his own relationships, oh, as we will explore further with DNA me or not. <laughs> all right, so we have an excellent Draken line because he kidnaps Doctor Freeman to help him um, fix his Destructo bots. And Shigo is amazing in this episode, where she's like, yeah, I mean, you want to see? She's like, Destructobots attack, they attack, and they just kill each other. And then Draken just shouts, okay, fine, my, my Destructobots are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and just the delivery of stupid absolutely sends me every time. It was awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Dr. Freeman's like, no, I'm a good guy, I'm not going to help you. And then uh, Dragon's like, okay, then maybe some of these dastardly machines will change your mind. And then afterwards, he's like, congratulations, Dr. Freeman. You've survived the brain sifter and the mind drill and the cranial drain. (laughs) That was just incredible. Just because Dragon's machines suck and they never work. I cannot believe that Draken had all these ways to get this information and nothing worked. My goodness. <laughs> Just completely it up. And uh, underneath that, I wrote, I need a spinoff where Draken, Shigo, and Freeman go on stupid adventures. Oh, come oh, on. Because Freeman, him- Freeman himself is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because, like... Because Dra- Shigo figures out, oh, yeah, let's just stroke his ego slightly. And he'll cave. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you probably can't fix it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bet you I can. And then he fixes all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's so, like, elementary level. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so two more hot points. Hot point number one, and this is kind of something that we see for the first time throughout this batch of episodes, interestingly enough. Um, Shigo has her own hover car. It's green. 
I thought we saw that earlier. Did we? Yeah, we have did. Have we seen it before? Yeah, we have. When uh, her and Kim were like dropping off, jumping off of something, it was like Ashigo and like was fighting Kim without Doctor Draken, and she jumps out of it and goes to her Harvey craft, like just her huh. alone, the green one. Well, this is definitely the the fir- the first like batch of episodes where she's consistently using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I wrote was Draken built Shigo her own hover car. Aw, cute face. I like that. Uh, and then the last one I thought was funny was we actually got to see Dragon and Shigo arrested at the end of this episode. True. Yeah, that that definitely stuck. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, uh, I loved this episode. What did you all think? Um. Okay, so I thought I thought the the Dragon elements, like the Dragon and Doctor Freeman and Shigo thing, was definitely the best part. Um, uh, the, the other stuff, I wasn't feeling the driving testing that much. That, that wasn't something that I found as entertaining. The coach, like, he would say things, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. But the rest of it, not so much. Also- I liked the humor they had with Sadie and Ron, though. Yeah, 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 that was better. Uh, I, Kim Possible doesn't use a calculator, apparently. She didn't say that. Well, you know, on tests that don't allow them. I mean, she can do anything. On my Algebra 2 test, man, we had to have a calculator. Oh, my gosh. Like, well, aren't they, like, junior or freshmen or sophomores? But she, we, we know that she's not a freshman because she's a she's the captain of the cheer team. She, she's probably a sophomore. And, and I took a Algebra 2 take, a sophomore year. Oh, I did, too, but I feel like most people take it junior year. We're like the mathematical elite. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, I I took pre-cal junior year and calculus senior year. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I took pre-cal. I'm pretty sure JC took like calculus three senior year. Wait, I took what? Pretty sure JC took calculus three senior year. Oh yeah, yeah, cal-, cal three, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, I took yeah. pre-cal trig and pre-cal algebra. Um. Hated pre cal trick. Uh, I guess. I guess. I mean, uh, yeah. So yeah, I was just saying. There was um. Gosh, some of the stuff I wrote down. <laughs> what did I mean? So I hate it when that happens. I when know, I'm like, right? I write down two oh, words, and I'm like, what was I talking about? Yeah, I think the Doctor Draken and Doctor Freeman and Shigo, all all that elements was much more the much more entertaining part of the episode. I wasn't feeling the car thing as much. And uh, and Doctor Draken got a line at the end again where he said, "You think your car is all that, but it's not." <laughs> like what he said about like the lemon square recipe for her nana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fun. JC, what do you think? I found it really funny when at the very beginning of the episode, uh, Mister Possible's like, "I think Kim was trying to like get a ride to school or something," and Mister Possible mm-hmm. just like. Is it with a boy? <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, like, no, it's with an automatic car. self-driving car. Yeah, he's like, oh, cool, awesome, that's good. As long as it's not a boy. As long as it's not a boy. But Ron does not count as a boy. Nope. That's as we know, Nicole. He's, he's just Ronald to Mr. Possible. Well, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't drive either, so, I mean, I think that was the whole point. Her driving well, he, he, he drives his little moped scooter thing. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 
which apparently doesn't require a license. No, it doesn't. You are not required to have a license for a moped. Huh. Yep. I'm like, but yeah, uh, and I thought the whole cheating arc with Kim in this episode was really good, actually. Because yeah, I liked it. it was very relatable for someone like her. Someone who, and under normal circumstances, wouldn't cheat, but feels a lot of pressure, and who's almost, like, unwillingly pushed into the situation where the cheating is just occurring, and she doesn't have the courage to stop it. Mm. But then decided later on, you know, to correct the mistake. So, so that she, was really cool. She asked the question, is it cheating when I cheated but didn't mean to cheat? Exactly. Ooh. I mean, that's an ethical question. Yeah, it is. When, I thought it was all really done well. And I enjoyed the episode. It was a good time. Now, I, nice. I, wrote, I wrote down something I was supposed to say in Rufus's voice, but I totally forgot what it was for. Do you have the words? Yeah, he says king size. Mmm, yum. But why? <laughs> it was probably doesn't, doesn't he bribe doesn't he bribe Rufus with uh Oh that's no, right no, it's, it's in king, the car the when they get in the car right? and he they can fit the king sized uh drink in there. That's right, or slushy. Yeah. King size, mmm, yum. Yeah, see I can't do it right now. I was not alright. <laughs> Dang it! You'll get it. You'll get it. Yeah, yeah, one day. But I'm ready to go to an absolutely wild episode. Go, Team Go, episode 17. Ooh, Doctor! Carlos this just... episode had a lot, and it is by far the episode I rewatched the most as a kid. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like, episode. not even close. Um, yep. Now, in the grand scheme of Kim Possible, is it my favorite episode up to this point? I don't think so. I think Two to Tutor is still my favorite episode. That's the Shigo and SSJ app, rep? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good episode. Uh, I think this episode is absolutely in my top tier, though. Mm, for yeah. many reasons. But okay, let's let's break this down. Um, I definitely took a few more notes for this, but we'll blaze through. <laughs> uh, so, first top point, Mucho Grande Bueno Nacho. Oh hey. goodness! Oh, give it to me. It's exactly what you think it is. Everything about it. What um, dreams are made of. What dreams are made of, and it's a completely automated menu. So, as Ron most eloquently put, the orders can get as wild as we want. There's no one to judge us now. Absolutely. They were decades ahead of uh, Taco Bell. Yep, decades. But the thing is, is the building looked two stories, but I didn't see a second story. I think it just has really high ceiling. Mm. A second story would be awesome. It would be. Yes, it would. And give me a Bueno Nacho Taco Bell, or a Mucho Grande Taco Bell. That's all I'm saying. Oh, please. Yes, a two-story sure Taco sure it, Bell would I'm be sure awesome. I'm sure it exists somewhere in, like, California, but give me one, like, everywhere. Um... So, basically, yep, Ron uh, realizes that uh, they don't serve nachos and has an existential crisis, which, fair, nachos seem like they'd be amazing. We will deliver more news on that when we actually make them. Um, but then we meet a new villain, Aviarius. Aviarius. And uh, we get a little Superman tribute, because that's basically who this blue dude is. Um, 
and he has the cut. He's got the similar voice. Um, and uh, yeah, he does the whole like shirt ripping thing, which is fun. Yeah. Um, but there's that's not the only uh, tribute to a superhero in this here episode. Um, so basically, um, his powers get swapped to Kim. Kim gets super strength for a while. Then they go to Go Team Tower, which is literally just a swapped version of Team Titans Tower. Yeah, Titans Tower. Exactly. <laughs> it literally it legit is. That's what I mean. Which is which is hilarious. Um then we find out that Shigo used to be part of a family of superheroes. And they had their own superhero team with their own distinctive costumes and subsequent glow with different powers, which is pretty cool. Now, um, Josh, this being your first time seeing this. I still don't know what Shigo's powers are. Like <laughs> she has energy blasts. Yeah. Is that literally what it is? Like I thought yeah. they would at least say something specific. No, it's just energy blasts. Yeah. I didn't know this was a sticking point for you. I'm sorry. Well, I always asked it. I'm like, why does Shigo's hands glow and what does it actually mean? Well, we know it's not her gloves now. It's her actual powers. Yeah. Yeah. It's the melting energy she shoots. Melting we, energy. And we right. get yeah. a vague, but nevertheless existent backstory for Shigo and the rest of them. True. Um, a comet came out of nowhere and uh, zapped all of them. A and rainbow, I, I, a giant rainbow egg. Because honestly, yeah. that's what it looked like. Yeah, yes, literally, it, literally a Barney the dinosaur egg. Yes, or like oh, Easter, God. like a giant Easter bunny. Like somehow pooped an egg for Easter because somehow they're related. I don't understand where we get eggs and giant, bunnies. Giant, giant space Easter bunny. Yes, there we go. That 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 lays eggs. Yeah, I don't that know. Lays I, <laughs> and uh, and like you know they're they were totally hit by it, and then they had superpowers. You know, calamity makes hero kind of thing. Um, JC, you were gonna say something. <laughs> I totally interrupted you. Oh, I don't think so. I was just asking about your opinion on it all. Oh, uh, as like as like my first time seeing this. Yeah, like, like, like for just were you surprised at hearing what Shigo's backstory was? Oh, yeah. oh, um, was I surprised? Not really. I don't think it added too much depth to her, though. Yeah. No, because one day she just decided to be evil. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like she was like jason todd but you know but a kid version mm -hmm. basically where she's like i i'm actually a little more prone to violence i actually like hitting people and doing evil things so that's what i'm gonna do yeah mm -hmm. yeah well and also her brothers are insufferable to be around so that's true that's true <laughs> I, I do have yeah. a question about one of the brothers but we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> okay. um I like uh, Higo, who is the blue one, who is a Superman knockoff. Yes. Um, his, his, uh, I like his quote where he talks about uh, the egg coming down. He's like, Lady Fate came a-knocking, and she <laughs> knocked hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, then we meet Migo, who is just the worst, basically Ezra Miller. He's a shrinker. Oh! Um, oh, gosh! Yeah, I could totally see Ezra. If they make... <laughs> In the in the inevitability that they make a live action Team Go movie, Ezra Miller is totally playing Migo. Oh, dude, shots! Take that Fire, one to the bank, bro. Take it to the bank. If he gets out of prison, 
Yeah, exactly. Like he's a bad person. Yeah, I I I like what okay, so when he was cast for Flash at first, I was like, Oh, this is cool, he's kinda quirky. And then when his like when he started to go into the spotlight more, we kind of realized like, oh And just keep doing bad things. This guy's not a great person. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then we kind of, then it turns out uh, Aviaris is going around sapping people's powers. That's why Tim got, not not Tim, Kim, uh, <laughs> got uh, um, Higo's powers because it was a mishap. Um, and they see that Aviarius pops up on the Go Tower screen, and he has kidnapped the twins whose canonical names are Wego. They, I don't think they audibly say it in this episode. Wait. But they, def- Wait. But they definitely, they, can they go by Wego? Yeah, their their names are both Wego. Yeah, I did not ever know that. I don't think. Okay, so yeah, no, since, def- since we're they- on since we're on the twins, yeah. Okay, this was what my question was going to be. Like, how how wild would it be since their power is to copy themselves? If one of them's just a copy of the other, I oh, like, know. like those characters in Invincible. Yes, basically. Like, oh, you're like who's the original? I don't know, man. It'd be it. It kind of uh, mess with me. That would totally mess with me, man. <laughs> like, absolutely. I I would pull a Shigo and quit the team. Probably. Like, this isn't my identity anymore. I'm gonna do my own <laughs> thing. And uh, on a totally random note, Spider Man, Ben Riley, Spider Man's going through the same thing actually right now in the in the comic verse. So that's fun. Yeah. Dang. So then we've met all of the fam at this point. Um, so Kim's like, we gotta go, like, enlist Shigo into this, because she knows how to, like, deal with this guy. And we gotta make sure her powers don't get put into worse hands, although Aviarius does not seem as threatening as Draken or Shigo. No, just a comic form of the Vulture, and I'm not saying that because we see Vultures, but yeah. (laughs) Like a, like a comedy, just a, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, very much like a, he's like a 1930s, like, action comics villain yeah um so we go to draken and shigo's lair and we get some hilarious dialogue with draken his best line is shigo i like to think of us as a kind of evil family <laughs> yeah so if i need anything and she's just like zapping him it's just like ah oh, i love it <laughs> and then like right when he left he's like i'll be here <laughs> like I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be here if you need me i support you <laughs> Love Draken. Oh, just lights up the room everywhere he's in. Um, the next hot point, I don't know how controversial this is going to be. I'm sure JC agrees with me. Ooh. I don't know if Josh is going to agree with Ooh. me. Okay. The team go theme is sick and slaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. It was fun. It was fun. Yes. I'll take it. You know what, JC? I listened for this theme, but still have yet to know what Rufus's theme is. Oh my god. <laughs> JC, we're just gonna have to wait until the fabled episode to to bust it loose. I'm really not sure if it was even in this batch. Well, we had no, a Rufus-oriented episode, though. But it was oh, in a different show. Yeah, no, yeah, Rufus no, versus Commodore Puddles. Like, well, there yeah, was a Rufus his, his moment. His theme didn't play. His theme didn't play during oh, that, okay. I don't think. I was yeah. like, there was a big Rufus moment. Yeah. They missed that opportunity. Yeah, okay. unfortunately they did. Um, so yeah, we love the Team Go theme. Um, Shigo, Shigo in Kim's Kitchen is hilarious. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they basically talk about like what they're gonna do, and um, <laughs> then uh, I think Ron asks uh, her brothers, "Has she always been this cranky?" And then while they're eating what I assume is like hoagies or something, Motorhead would appreciate that. Uh, they're just, <laughs> just like, hoagies. oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then we go fight Aviarius. Um, there's a fun Star Wars ref with um, Kim like twirling around uh, the legs of the big bird. Um, yes, the Kim, Hoth. Kim, take down Kim and Kim and Shigo make a great team. Smiley face. Um, we don't ship them though because Kim is underage. Um, yep. Uh, then we get to see a brief glimpse of uh, Ron breaking out the monkey kung fu, um, which is fun. And then we get my personal favorite part of the episode. Super powerful Shigo. Yes, please, and thank you. Also, red and black Shigo, I'm almost liking that more than the green and black. Oh, absolutely. Just saying. I love the red and the black. The red and black I mean, Shigo the- look was pretty awesome. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I have no choice but to stand for that. <laughs> um, so, in essence, um, she betrays the team, gets all the powers, and then um, Kim it just basically beats her fairly easily, which I'm glad they bring up later. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, then we find out that Higo admits that the Nako did not test well. And Ron's like, well, this is BS. But at least Higo is apologetic towards the Nako. He's got to pay some respect. He's got to kiss the ring. And, oh, wait. and then... Wait, in, oh, in that moment, boys, we have a new food item. New food? Yeah, new I knew food item. Don't know Tell how you feel, is, but we got the Mexi Mushroom Wrap. How we feeling about it? How we feeling? I don't know how I feel about mushrooms in a burrito. See, I'd try it. Mushrooms in a burrito is fantastic for me. I love them. JC, what's your thoughts on mushrooms in a burrito? I know. I've never right. had it, but that was interesting. All right. It's a, it's a wrap, so I don't know if we're going to take that like crunch wrap style or in burrito form. I'm kind of thinking like crunch wrap style with some some cheese and maybe some chicken or something like that. We're going to have to figure that out or make our own, uh, like actually make it and just say, hey, guys, this is a Mexi mushroom wrap, so... I mean, we could go balls to the walls with it. Okay, okay. If they don't already have recipes for these on the Kim Possible Wikipedia, we should totally be those guys who make them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we totally sell as this is canon. Like, this is totally canon. This is the way it is. We're yeah. officially putting the recipes for Kim Possible foods at Bueno Nacho down. We are going to add value to the Kim Possible community. Yes, we are. Absolutely. Last point of the episode is we get a really fun conversation between Draken and Shigo, where Draken's like making fun of her. Like, you practically gave her that scepter at the end. And he's like, you going a little soft? And she like throws him out to where he's dangling off the side of the robot. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I take it back. Shigo, I take it back. Yeah, that was funny. So, so- yeah. Um, question for JC did this episode live up to your memories yes Ooh. it was a fun fun episode I love seeing it every single time and I just hope we get to see some of these uh, characters and or interactions again mm. Mm. possibly possibly, possibly. Josh, what, 
Josh, what'd you think? I had a lot of fun with it. I loved all the references, reference to the Titan Tower. That was funny. Um, as I said before, this didn't add any depth to Shigo's to Shigo as a character, so I thought that was kind of a miss since we were doing a backstory a little bit. Um, but it was a ton of fun. I wrote down the most random stuff ever. Like, super random stuff. Like, uh, KP's dad uh, is gone down, and he's not worthy of Mrs. Possible. Just saying. Um, wait, wait, wait. What? Why? Do you know why? Okay, let me explain why. Because KP's dad does not like the circus. That's huh. amazing hill to die on. Weird flex, but okay. No, because JC... Who is our favorite character, DC care or DC character of all time? Josh. And where yeah, this was is, this he is raised? This is a stretch, even. Josh. For you, Come on, bro. He does this not like the you. circus, so he is not worthy of Mrs. Possible, man. I mean, come on now. That's... There's like... a lot. Curtis, there's a logical fallacy somewhere in there. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. <laughs> no, no. All right, if you can't appo- if you can't appreciate my boy Dick Grayson, all right, then you can't appreciate. You don't. You're not worthy of Mrs. Possible. All right. Okay. Okay. False binary. That's that's a logical fallacy okay. right there. Whatever. Whatever you say. All right. Second. Oh my god. Ron said these were Ron Ron's words. Ron said that's the second biggest flamingo I've ever seen. What is the first? <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. What? Okay, I, love, I love how the school sign said vegan club meeting canceled. Yes, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, so there was I just wrote down random stuff and like trying to figure out the powers of these characters. Um, the power of imagination. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was power of imagination. And I loved how Higo said these powers, though those powers are a great responsibility. Yes, that mm-hmm. too. I mean, the Green Lanterns basically have the power of imagination. I mean, basically. I mean, come on. Yeah, they do. All the lantern rings, I guess. Power of imagination. But yeah, those are my things. The 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 Mexi mushroom wrap. I'm gonna look it up. I mean, we're gonna discuss feuds further in next episode, and it's gonna be great. Just like they keep piling up, man. They just keep throwing foods at us. So many good looking foods in the Kim Possiverse. Yes. Oh man, that's sticking. I like it. The Kim. Yes, Possiverse. it is. That was a good one, John. Thanks, I gotta you gotta gotta give credit where it's due. Yep. <laughs> Totally fly by the seat of my pants on that one. But, uh, shall we move on to episode 13, a very possibly Christmas. Okay, uh, short question. Yes. Was this the best impossible batch of episodes yet? No. I think it was. I think it was. I was thinking about that earlier, and I still think two batches beforehand was still my favorite. The one with two to tutor? Yeah, yes. Let me see here. And Partners, that was great. Partners um, was great. Yeah, I feel like that one was top heavier. Naked Genius. Um. Oh, and the Ron Factor, I think, actually turned out to be really good. Yeah, but it had Grudge Match. Uh, <laughs> I which had was the fun one with, with Grudge Match. Like, 
the one with freaking Finn in it as the bad guy. Oh, I feel yeah. like that drags it down below this. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, this had, like, so much, even more Draken and Shigo than usual. I think Draken and Shigo were in every single episode in this batch. But, like, I don't know, Mother's Day was kind of a drag for me. What? What? That was a great... Okay, we'll get there when we get there. Okay, let's, okay. Let's, let's, okay, let's, we'll move, let's move it right that, along. That is a hot take. My gosh. Okay. So, a very possible Christmas. So, I mean, the, the title is self-explanatory. So, hot point number one, Kim gets Ron a digital photo album for Christmas, and it is the cutest, best thing in the world. It is adorable. Absolutely adorable. Oh, my gosh. What a great friend Kim is. And Ron got her... Uh, the coupons for Bueno Nacho Bueno Nacho Nacho Bucks Bucks. let's go oh my word he tried he tried Um, but Ron wants to save Kim's Christmas as his present also and he goes after Draken alone what a man and what a hero I love Ron interesting that the dude is really into giving KP a gift Christmas gift and that he's obsessed with a Christmas icon. But yeah, you may continue. Not quite sure where you're going with that. Because okay. he's Jewish. Oh. oh. Well, I mean, I don't think John, uh, Josh, not, uh, Ron is the most uh, practicing Jew out there. <laughs> Calling the boy out on his faith. Let's go. I don't, I mean, I think he just kind of likes having a bar mitzvah and like having, being certified as a man. I don't know if they go much further with the Jew thing. No, yeah. well, she, they did mention Hanukkah once they, in the show. They sh- did in, mention it. Yeah. Right. Okay, but anyway, uh, <laughs> point number three, I believe, Kim and the fam have a great time out uh, searching for Ron on Christmas. And yeah, that was did. just a wholesome thing, getting to see the family all together. I was like to see Mrs. See. Possible in that Kim fit. She oh wasn't God. rocking the midriff, though. No, and I was sad about that. <laughs> I'm sure, sure you were, Jeff. Yes, I was. I, I'm just going to be honest though. and upfront. Oh, my. Okay, so next hot point. Kim travels the whole world in no time at all. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Santa has nothing on Kim Possible. Nope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my word. Or maybe Literally. Kim Possible just made it pot like just, just showed how possible it was for Santa. I guess. But speaking of possible and stoppable, Kim kisses Ron. On the cheek. Yeah, she does. Mm. Wow. Oh, Doctor. <laughs> Man, been real slow wow, steps. Wow, wow. Real slow steps towards this. But they happen. They happen. They're happening. We've had like two other episodes that kind of reference the idea or possibility of this occurring. Mm. And speaking of cute things happening, Draken paid for Shigo's vacation. Yeah. That was adorable. He's a, always like, there for her. What a nice guy. I love the intimacy that the two share, even though they're like she like is like the emo basically high schooler like ah whatever I guess I have to be here kind of thing, um, while he's just having a blast. 
and taking her on like all of his adventures. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. They have a great time together. Yes. They no really matter what either of them will admit. And Draken himself. Oh, I feel like Draken would totally admit that he loves having she oh, go around. Well, yeah. yeah, I think so. And also <laughs> Draken Draken himself just gave and like John DiMaggio gave another just stunning performance in this episode. My god. Oh, his whole thing with loving Snowman Hank. Oh. And the bonding that Ron and Draken had. Oh my yes. god. That was so great. To all the people far and near, Snowman <laughs> Hank brought some holiday cheer. Wow. And the freaking musical number at the end. <laughs> yeah! So oh good. Oh my goodness. And that's, of course, where my opening line from this episode came from about the Cannon Freak being opened all over them. <laughs> oh man. So, so good. What a great episode. I loved it. It was heartwarming. Wow. That's all I have to say about it, guys. <laughs> This episode was exquisite. I loved it. Yeah, it, it was a ton of fun. Uh, Dr. Draken, obviously top tier. John DiMaggio is, like, one of the best voice actors, at least. It just, it, and having fun. Like, in his range, I don't know, like, much about his range because he sounds similar in a lot of the stuff he puts out there. Um, But he's a ton of fun to hear, and I like... I like hearing him and Dr. Draken. And it, it's almost like the element that Mark Hamill had on the Joker where he just like owns the character and he's basically ad-libbing he and like writing him. the character himself. Yeah, 100%. Embodies him. So uh, I, I, lo I love the line that Dr. Draken put out there where he's just like, the world will have a blue Christmas. Oh, and, like, that was it's like so in good. like multiple ways, you know, <laughs> it is great. Yeah, Ron accidentally activates like Doctor Draken's bedtime mode. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What was that?" He's like, "Oh, no, nothing, nothing at all." You know, <laughs> he's like, "No, the thing before that." Or when they're ah. just staring each other down and pressing the launch and relaunch buttons. <laughs> a battle of wits. <laughs> oh, a battle it. of minds. <laughs> so fun. Oh goodness. Yeah, it it, it was a fun episode for sure. Is it time for Curtis and I to tell you, Josh, why you're wrong about Mother's Day? Oh, yes. Man, I don't know if like I could really play with you guys as much as I did five minutes ago. But episode 23, Mother's Day, which was actually a pretty fun episode. <laughs> Thank goodness. Wait, so you were you were just messing with us? Yes. Okay, okay, thank you. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was about to throw some hands like you've never seen before. Honestly, I should have kept it going because you turned nuggets be messing with me beforehand about the time travel, all right? I will get you back for that. All right, so Mother's Day. It's a Mother's Day, but instead of celebrating, both the moms find themselves dragged into the battle between Kim and Draken. Ah. So... Hot point number one. All right, I have a question for you guys. And actually, yeah. I sent the GIF out there in our in our group chat too, which was great. So Dr. Dragon says that Shigo needs to be online more often. And he said he found something out via online chat room. What do you guys think Dr. Dragon's online chat room name is? Hmm. Because I don't think he's going to go egotistical and just say Dr. Draken. I think he's going to approach it the way that Michael Scott did in The Office. <laughs> and say something that sounds really bad, but means something totally different. 
I feel Maybe like some... it would be Draken is your leader. Draken is your leader. Well, okay. I feel like I feel like his last name would be involved. Lipsky. <laughs> and he'd like and he'd, and he'd like put it like biting your Lipsky. Ooh, oh gosh. Something a little saucy, but not too saucy because he's a good boy ultimately. As we find out in this episode, Draken is a good boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good, good boy. boy. Oh, well, he kind of forgot his mom, so maybe not well, yeah. the greatest boy. Who also wants to take over the world and kill a lot of the population. But other Do than that. that, good boy. Yes. Good boy Lipsky. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we should come back to that. I want to really, like, at some point, maybe next episode, like, what would Dr. Draken's online chat room name be actually i'm gonna throw it in a poll on spotify because i've been doing that asking questions ask the audience what and throw it in the chat on youtube what would dr dragon's online chat room name be do it okay so point number two the holocube might be the coolest thing ever wade has an amazing room Wade has an amazing mm-hmm. life. Like the guy put together this this crazy stuff. Like the Holocube reminds me. Uh, I don't wait, JC. You haven't seen X Men one, two, or three, right? That is correct. Curtis, you have though, right? Yes, multiple yes. times. Well, in X Men, I think it's two. It might be three. I don't remember exactly where three. they have the simulation room. Yeah, where they're just like it's like a complete simulation in like this small room, and I think that's the coolest thing on the planet. And we get that in the holocube, awesome, fantastic. I think that's absolutely so cool that he could basically simulate anything in his room. Mm-hmm. Wild. I and I was actually convinced at one point that Wade was out of his room, but it's not the case. <laughs> nah. All right. Number two, uh, boys, or number three, I guess we're at it, is where, um, I guess with Simp Train comes uh, comes Choo Choo and Train, uh, definitely the perfect metaphor for this, is we got to see KP's mom's puppy dog pal once again. How did I know this would come up? Once bless, again. Bless, and it hits, boys. It hits. <sighs> Gets my blood a-pumping. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Josh just starts sweating. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, Josh, Josh, we gotta we gotta bring it up real quick. Yeah, where does Kim Possible's mom rank with your overall simp rankings? In the simp in, rankings, in the Court of Capes canon. Where, oh, like, how high are we talking here? We have to go. Oh, dude, she's top three. Whoa! Top three. Yeah, she's top three for sure. Is she top one? Man. See, the thing is, is Whitney definitely comes to mind. Yeah, but she sucked in season two. Yes. yes sucked like did. a vacuum. Yes. Whitney <laughs> comes to mind. Paige. And Paige, yes, Paige comes to mind as well. We do love Paige. As well as, like, Akame. Akame, yeah. Fair, fair. But I think I think Akame goes down to four. Mm. What about Ezda? I I okay Ezda. I was simping for like other. I don't know. Like oh man, less savory reasons maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Mrs. P- 
possible just has the essence about her. Man. Okay, anyway, let's yeah. we anyways, keep it we, we might we might give a simp rankings for the boys some episode. I think we I think we need to do that when when next we do our aggregate stuff for like the sh- the whole podcast after this point. Yeah, yeah, simp rankings for the boys. <laughs> and All the right. girls. Oh gosh. <laughs> next hot point. How creeped Ron out is about the gnome is hilarious. Like the <laughs> like right when he sees the gnome for the first time, I died. <laughs> Look who's totally creeped out by the thing. Between this and uh Dr. Doofenshmirtz, like man, gnomes were like presented as an evil thing in my childhood. True. Yeah. I feel like gnomes are presented as evil and or like creepy in many shows and movies. A lot of people don't like gnomes. I feel like that's a thing. And it, it like why? I don't know. Yeah, They're I don't know either. Creepy. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Um, next point, quote. And I think it's something... Oh, yeah, that Dr. Dragon... Like, uh, uh, Dr. Dragon's mom was like, Hey, what did I tell you about your food? And Dr. Dragon says, My food is not a toy. It's for my tummy to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my favorite quote in, in, the, in the episode. 12 out of 10. And look, Shigo's reactions to every single one of the momisms is perfect. So good. <laughs> yeah, my son, he's a doctor. <laughs> he has his own radios. And the whole, like, her pushing him on Shigo. Yes. I don't ship. But then when Kimmy comes out and she's like, oh, who's this? He's <laughs> like, okay. Shigo, Mr. Chance. Oh, y- yep. Missed oh, her was... chance, and so did little Bubble Butt. Oh god, <laughs> that was amazing. And last point, uh, we got Draken's full name, or at least partial full name, in this episode. Yep, which is Drew Theodore P. Lipsky. Don't know what the amazing. P stands for. We'll figure that one out. Platypus. Wow. <laughs> it's Perry. Oh, if it was Perry, that'd be great. Imagine. But yeah, those are all but my yeah. points. But yeah, I love this episode. It was great. Back to back, amazing holiday episodes. Yes. Uh, it was a fantastic episode. I love Draken's mom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's fun. She's a lot of fun. Do we see her again? Or should I know? Should I not know? I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we do. We definitely do. Okay. Okay. I thought we would. Just with Maybe how more involved than once, she was actually. in this episode. Like, she was very yeah. much involved, so I expected. Let's just say you'll also be, be uh, meeting a new member of Draken's family within the next, like, few sessions. If Dr. Draken had, like, a twin brother or, like, a younger brother, I could oh, see. Oh, no, it's better. And I... Josh, it's better than anything you're imagining. I can okay. guarantee it. Okay. All right. You're going to love it. All right. Well, let's move on to episode 12, Rufus versus Commodore Puddles slash Day of Snowmen. Oh, man. This was a lot. Okay. So the first one, Rufus versus Commodore Puddles. I just want to say Draken is a terrible dog owner. He wouldn't even (laughs) take Puddles out to use the restroom. Horrible. Horrible. He's a good boy, but a bad boy at the same time. 
It's fair. So, of course, Puddles has to do the business on the uh, shrink ray, which then made him big. Which he so. ordered online. As you do! <laughs> yeah, as you do! <laughs> as you also, do. it's wild that they brought back <clears throat> Commodore Puddles, of all things, from, like, that one shot in, like, the cloning episode of season one. Yeah, I forgot about it. I was like, wait, did we have we seen Commodore Puddles before? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Puddles got his own 10-minute episode. And Area 51, which Puddles was going to attack because Draken has to, you know, take over Area 51, it was, of course, prepared for a giant dog invasion. Yes. As you do. As you do. I mean, you got to prepare for anything if it's Area 51, I guess. That's that's true. And they got their giant dog treats and everything. They they knew what was up. Which were nasty, low quality. Yeah. But Area 51's whole thing in this episode was it's a double negative. They just <laughs> tell everybody everything. Yeah, tell everybody that was, everything. That was a great joke. Yeah. Turns out the rumors are true. I was going to ask what kind of rumors you guys have heard before, but we definitely don't have the time. Yeah, we don't have time to spin poetic about the area. But I just want to say, Big Rufus was the best deus ex machina ever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) My God. Love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) And then then I I just want to say something, and we can all just react to it. Ron's big day. Ron's big day. Yeah, buddy. He did the thing. He did it. He did the thing, man. You know, put that on a Pampers commercial and sell it. Yeah. That whole Ron's Big Day thing, that that stuck with me from my childhood. I remembered it. Yeah, that would be be very much embarrassing. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) But we get to now talk about some zombie snowmen. Yeah. If if Kim Possible was going to do a zombie arc, this is about as good as it gets. Yes. This is a lot more fun than a regular zombie arc. Yeah, it's yeah. true. What if and... can suck it? What? <laughs> hey, this was better. Compared to Kim Possible, absolutely. Yep, yep. And I just love Ron's quote, an army of evil snowmen. Man, I always knew that would, would, would be what was getting me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Rod reminds me a lot of this character on this TV show I'm watching Scrubs like a ton of and he reminds me of JD a lot just thinking about the wildest stuff all the time nice and then a quote from one of the twins or the tweebs I should say we wear a lot of makeup more than the younger weather ladies yeah shots fired destroyed she kind of deserved it because she sucks yeah, she kind of did. Yeah. I mean, she's Summer. the villain of this episode. Yeah, Summer Gale was the villain. Which felt really weird, but... She yeah. will be ranked accordingly. Exactly. That's going to be fun. Man, we're, we're ranking Commodore Puddles and Summer Gale. Yeah. That's amazing. Both, uh, obviously, A-tier. Easy but we'll get into that. Uh, we got another reference to Lake Wanawee. Yes, we did. That was fun. Water is what made the snowmen come to life. A Lake Wanawee and the same snow machine that Draken used making Dracanida. Yep. Yes. 
Things are tying together a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We getting some lore. Lore. Yeah, I thought that overall these two little mini episodes were a fun little pair. I enjoyed it a lot. much better. This is a much better two pack than last time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Though we get we got to see Rufus and Cookies, but no, yeah, I thought I thought it was okay. Um, just one question about this second. Uh, so Rufus can drive now, apparently. When he beforehand yeah, in the in the before episode in Car Trouble, he didn't know what gas or brake was. Well, you see, well, you see, this chronologically takes place after that because he learned in between. Yes, so he learned. He took some lessons, I guess. Yep. Rufus he... ha- has more character growth than Iron Man did. In Iron Man. <laughs> yes, oh he does. Gosh, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> Shots, bro. Uh, but yeah. Um, also, other question: Will we see that wooden statue alive later? Mm, I don't think so. I think that was just a joke. Okay. Yeah, that that feels like a joke. All right, so moving yeah, on let's to move it on. Yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun two parter. Better than the other two parter, for sure. But every time something's like named Rufus, it's not very Rufus centric. Just Rufus has a big moment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's what I say. I say uh, we recap this last one, and then JC gives his rankings real quick. Yep, that sounds like a plan. And then me and Josh can finish it out while uh, JC has to leave at 8.30. Okay, I mean, yeah. All right, so next episode actually is not in Kim Possible, rather than Lilo and Stitch, which apparently is in the Kim Possible-verse. Who knew? Yep. But we figured it out. Season 2, episode 19, titled Rufus. So another Rufus time. Basically... What happens is Dr. Draken steals Stitch. So kidnaps Stitch for I don't even know his name and I didn't really Dr. <laughs> Hamster Veal. Hamster Veal. All right, for Hamster uh, Veal. And everybody called What did you say, Jason? I said it's not Hamster Wheel. No. It's Hamster, it's hamster Veal. veal. And let me tell you, Josh, they pound that joke over and over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of got that gist. Yeah. Um... Also, a uh, hot point of my own that I'm just gonna say right here and now, man, these the Leland Stitch characters are a lot cringier than I remember. Oh, you thought uh, they were cringy? Oh, I thought they were pretty cringe. Aside from Jumba, I do like Jumba. Oh, man, I loved Pleakley in this episode. Pleakley was, he kind of oscillated between, like, funny and cringe for me. Uh, I I thought Pleakley was funny the whole episode. I was kind of expecting him to be funnier, and it made me think, like, how funny is Pleakley in this entire series? You should watch it, Josh. I enjoyed this show a lot as a child. Ah. It's got a great finale, too. All right, so, uh, so, yeah, I guess it was my... My first point actually was that I guess KP is in the same world as Lilo and Stitch. They didn't do anything extravagant to somehow put KP into a different universe. Nope. Um, I thought it was also hilarious that Doctor Draken has a tags on his gloves saying to return <laughs> to return to him <laughs> yeah. if he loses it. Way to go, guy! Way to go! He's a good boy. Yep. 
Um, also, I thought I thought it was fun that they slightly changed the animation for all the impossible characters to fit better with Lilo and Stitch's style. Yeah, they it still did fit a little more. It didn't look unnatural though. It yeah, it didn't look terrible. <laughs> didn't look terrible. Didn't look. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so. So, uh, fun- I thought the funny thing is when they were describing Stitch, and I think it was Jumba that was like, he's not a koala, or he's not from koala, and he- or he's not a koala, and he's not from the Down Underland. Because <laughs> they thought yeah, he was like from Australia, being an alien and all. Like, I yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, okay, and uh, so another joke, I think... I think it was either Kim that called Pleaky Aunt Blinky. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so it, it seemed that this episode was literally, it was about saving Stitch, and that was cool. Or And Rufus was a part of it. I don't really understand why it was titled Rufus as much as like there was that side. It seemed more of a side plot, the thing about Rufus being. Well, because. The- the thing with uh, Lilo and Stitch is that every single episode is named after whatever experiment that they cover. Oh. So yeah. he was a possible experiment, which yeah. was, which one? It was what, 607? 607. Yeah. Like yeah, I think that was it, yeah. Which is funny, because the higher the number, the more powerful they are. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> so that's real power. Man, and Rufus... Stitch, is, Stitch, is, Stitch is the most powerful at 626. Yeah. Oh, so Rufus could have been pretty powerful. Well, they did say that he had the potential to end the universe. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah, that's true. Which but, uh, seems weird. But really quick, uh, something that was really cool for me to see was that uh, the magazine with Kim on it read Kim Style, which yeah, is a callback. Yeah, which was a... Way yeah, that's fun. Like, I love that they pulled that off. Yeah, I mm. thought I thought it was so stupid when Bonnie made fun of her saying she couldn't put off pull off Kim Style. And she's like, yeah. this is literally my style. Yep. So, guys, I got to go right now, but I can read my ranking real yep. fast. Ooh. Read the rankings. Okay. So, bottom of the list, Rufus. Up yeah. from there, Car Trouble. Then, Dang, Jason. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Wounded. Then Rufus versus Commodore Puddles slash Day of the Living Snowman. Then coming in at number three, we got Mother's Day. Number two, a very possible Christmas. And number one, Go Team Go. You, you were know, so you, close, man. You so brought close. it. You brought it back. I'm. I'm still mad about the about car trouble. But other than that, pretty good job. You were so uh, close. I was like exactly the same, except something. Nice. Okay. Well, guys, have fun finishing the episode, my wonderful viewers of our wonderful show. I appreciate you, and I will see you next time. See you later. Peace. All right. Welcome to a special podcast and podcast, everybody. It is the new and improved duo of capes. Ooh, duo of capes. The dastardly duo themselves. I am your host, Judge Cooper, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Joshua Shelton. <laughs> yeah! And we are going to keep this Kim Possible train going, and uh, we're going to rank some villains at the end. So, Josh, continue with your lovely Lilo and Stitch announce. Oh, I didn't really have much more to say, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, Not a lot to this episode. Because, like JC, this episode is on the bottom for me. Yep, same. Um, which is sad, because Lilo and Stitch are such iconic characters. Like, 
mm-hmm. in the Disney world as a kid. I think I heard people talk about Lilo and Stitch more than I did Kim Possible. So I think that's fair. Well, it's because they have like Lilo and Stitch is a fully theatrical Disney movie. Yes. So I mean, it's definitely more iconic. I do think that the show kind of has the issue with like a lot of the Disney shows based off of their theatrical films took a little bit of a quality hit just because oftentimes they couldn't retain like the A-list voice actors. And so that kind of, they had to like recruit more Disney channel level voice actors, which can be hit and miss, but I feel like Kim Possible overall has a really good voice cast. I mean, they got free in John DiMaggio, so. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that, that's basically all I had for it, and um, and yeah, John Dima- yeah Johnny Macho is a a big name, bigger name, I guess. I don't know how yeah. popular he was in terms of. I the- mean, with like cartoon voice actors, he's definitely in the elite. Was he then ter- though? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like just like nowadays due to like the internet being more like widespread like we just have more knowledge about who voice actors are yes that's so yeah, i don't that's think true. i just i just don't think any cartoon voice actors were well known back then even like tom kenny yeah i don't know and like there were there were a couple of uh, example uh, like uh exceptions like mark hamill being luke skywalker of course was known he was like, oh, they got Luke Skywalker to voice the Joker. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, he definitely put it on another level in terms of voice oh, acting, yeah. I think. Was he the first big voice actor? It's mm, a good question. I mean, there was obviously tons of voice acting beforehand, but like the 19... I mean, there was a reason why like the batman the animated series is considered so revolutionary but besides the lore it put out there in the batman world and its approach like it it really took voice acting seriously Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah i definitely would be willing to look into john dimaggio's um resume before then and see how i'm sure i'm sure he's going to be portrayed as yeah. But anyway, are you ready to rank some villains? Uh, dude, I guess so. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's some villains here, but I don't know how high they're going to rank. Yeah. Um, all right. First villain we got to rank is Aviarius. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I have, on entertainment I, value, the yeah, way they can contribute. Yeah. I might have him like C. Like I was thinking C. C. I was thinking C or D tier. Yeah, maybe. You, even would you D. like me to read who we have in those? Um. Yeah. Read and C. Read C. So at the top of C, we have D and Amy, followed by Gill and White Stripe. Then the top of D is Frugal Luker, followed by Gemini. Wait, where... and, adre- and Adrenaline, and then Falsetto Jones. Okay, I was going to say, where's Adrenaline? All right. <laughs> We've got to give you, girl, a little love. We, 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 I was just going to feel like on JC, since he's not here, we could totally be like, put... <laughs> put, put her in, at number one! Put, no, put... Uh, put um, 
this guy right below adrenaline just like right because <laughs> jc is all for putting adrenaline lower and lower i'm fine putting him below adrenaline i feel like he's d tier myself let's do it all right it has been done <laughs> i love you, it chaos <laughs> oh man I, i'm done <laughs> i can't Nobody's wait gotta supply it when he's not here <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay so the next villain is a combo villain Summer Gale and the Zombie Snowmen. That's F tier. Yeah. I, I thought. Oh, I thought the Snowmen were fun. Yeah, the Snowmen were fun. But her as a villain was pretty lame. All right. So I'll read. So we have Falsetto Jones at the bottom of D tier, and we have the BBs at the top of F tier. I still don't like that. I'd be okay with putting Summer Gale at the top of F tier. Oh my gosh, Curtis, we're even more chaos. Let's do it. Well, I mean, F tier villains are F tier villains. Yeah, F tier villains are F tier villains. There's not really a like a sub tier in F. It's really like, hard like, to. Re- yeah, like the, the tier, the F tier villains are the ones we hope to never see again. Yeah, basically, which you know, which is okay. Fun. Um, I. I think I mentioned this slightly. Uh, in Kim Possible 2, the video game, you fight zombie snowmen in the second level. Oh, let's and go. It's be- what's fun is that Duff Killigan steals the weather machine yes. um, to to take over the Alps. Yes, they and did. To- uh, that was a premise they showed at the beginning of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is fun. KP3 right. is, is weird. The, the premise. It is. It, it's strange. It's a lot. They go a lot more ambitious with KP3's like story and like even like the gameplay is a lot more ambitious because it's a lot more open. Mm. It's like one big like open like kind of Metroid style game. All right, last villain, Commodore Puddles. Commodore Puddles as a villain alone, it was funny seeing him fight Rufus. Yeah. In the wrestling match, like I loved how it turned into a legitimate wrestling match. I yeah, like a kaiju funny. wrestling match. Yeah, but I feel like Rufus was bringing that element. I don't know what Commodore Puddles as a villain himself is. Like, I just feel like most of the fun parts of that episode was just played off of, like, him playing off of the funny part of, like, Dr. Draken approaching it, or Shigo, or Rufus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe D. Okay. I mean, he, so, he doesn't really have much about him, though, so he could even be what about... Let's let's put him at the bottom of D. Yeah, I could do that. Right below Falsetto Jones. All right. So where are we ranking these episodes? Ooh. Okay, so my list was basically the same as JC's. I as I, I was like ranking it as he was saying it. Um so I don't remember JC's exactly. Okay, so that would be Rufus on the bottom. Um, I just know that I actually had a very possible Christmas over Gotingo. Mm. Yeah, just the Ron and Doctor Draken sequence stuff. Oh that, yeah, that was that was hilarious. Like, I was heavily considering putting that number one too. Um, I think that for me, so I ranked them. Let's see, I ranked them Rufus at the bottom. The the double pack after that, then Mother's Day, then Card Trouble, then a very possible Christmas, then Go Team Go. 
So Mother's Day, Car Trouble, Very Possible Christmas, and Go Team Go, for me, are all in the same, like, excellent episode tier. Wow. I thought they were all, okay. I thought they were all amazing. Okay. And they were all very different in, like, what they were trying to do. Like, even though they had, like, virtually the same villains in Draken and Shigo. Yeah. Hmm, interesting, interesting. I'm surprised you put Car Trouble above Mother's Day. I know you say they're interchangeable. Close. It was close for me. Um... I think I gave Car Trouble the slight bump because I remember Car Trouble being televised so much. Oh, gotcha. And Mother's Day, because it was a seasonal episode, wasn't televised as much, so I didn't watch it as much. Yeah, in in terms of seasons, I was really confused because Mother's Day is in May, <laughs> and they were totally fine that, like, chronologically speaking, soon after is a giant snowstorm. Pretty much. Yeah. And the fact that Christmas was right before that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, so like Dave Snowman. Yeah, it, it, that was weird. That was weird. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I was very similar with J, JC on that one, actually. But instead of Go Team Go at number one, I had a very possible, possibly Christmas. Nice. Oh, fun All right. stuff. Uh, in terms of draft, we can't draft without JC, right? Yeah, we can. Yeah, oh, we can. we're drafted without JC. The court has judged JC and found him wanting. Oh, he is a sinner my in the hands of two goodness. angry gods. And <laughs> we are going to pick the episodes for JC. Oh, man. Okay. This is wild. So actually, I think I'm at number one, but I don't know yeah. what episodes we are currently drafting, sir. I just sent it to the group chat. Oh, here we go. Oh! So, okay, the first three episodes are the movie. Are the movie. So I think that me, you, and JC should each take an episode from the movie. So, Josh, you get the first, you, you get the first pick of the movie. Okay, okay. Mm. You know, I'm gonna go just because I want to see if possible, if it's possible, I want to see if we see a younger Dr. Draken because I think that'd be hilarious. I'm gonna go past. Ooh, nice. A, titch, a stitch in time, past. I'm gonna go future. No, wait, do I have the second or third pick? Uh, I think you have the second. I I picked first last week. Oh, well, then you have the third pick. Okay. Well, then JC selects present, and I choose future. <laughs> yeah, buddy. All right, so that brings it back to me. I think I know what, I, I think I know what you're picking, Josh. I think I know what you're picking. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, goodness. Okay. Not hidden talent. Oh man, this is tough. There's some intriguing episode. To oh, we we never read them for the audience. Okay. Oh yeah, true, true. Okay, so the episodes we are currently drafting are present, past, future, hidden talent, return to Camp Wanna Weep, blush, and the full monkey. And present, past, and future, it compiles the Kim Possible A Sitch in Time movie. 
Interesting. What is the full monkey? That's got to be a monkey fist episode, right? Yeah, I honestly don't remember if he's in it or not. I think it was a monkey episode. I kind of... Could be a Ron Monkey Kung Fu episode. Yeah, see, I was thinking that as well. Which could be cool. But I'm going to go return to Camp Wanawa. Yep, I knew it. I knew <laughs> you were going there. Let's Dang. hope we see Gil with two L's once again. Ooh, ooh. Is he coming back? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Blush. Wait, isn't it JC's oh, oh, wait, turn? Wait, wait. JC's turn, and he takes the full monkey. <laughs> I think he likes Monkey Fist, if that is a Monkey there Fist you go. thing. I have no idea if it is. <laughs> I'm going to take... I'm gonna t And I take Blush. Oh, so that gives me Hidden Talent anyways. Well, let me tell you, Josh, you're going to like Hidden Talent. All right. Well, we're going to see if I like Hidden there Talent. There may not be a new musical number. Ooh. I like some musicals, except I. if you guys go back to the past, our review of Hawkeye, I did not like that musical yeah no that was that was kind of annoying yeah it honest. was very cringe honestly and annoying like, oh. and like it also robbed us of a different post-credit scene yeah honestly man they could have given us something so much better that sucked <sighs> honestly the way i left off from that show though like i don't know i don't know how i feel <laughs> yeah you know i mean the, the more i think about it i guess the less it made an impact on me overall yes. than like and the even, mcu like, universe as a whole like yeah i feel like wandavision falcon winter soldier and loki all had bigger impacts than hawkeye did yeah yes i actually would i would totally agree with that which is sad i mean the way the way the falcon and the winter soldier ended off was pretty wild i mean we have a future with that wandavision harold thing yeah they all had great impact yeah, I mean, as a whole literally the show and their endings were so much better. literally falcon winter soldier and wandavision are playing directly into movies yes like they literally confirmed cap four after it stopped airing yeah which is gonna be crazy crazy so josh i have i have a kim possible centric episode i mean kim possible centric question for you as we wrap up here together, since we got a little extra time with JC deceased. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Oh goodness. He climbed in the coffin himself and just croaked. It was, it was bit, bit in the eye by two snakes. Yes. Um, where are you at with Kim possible right now? Ooh. Let's okay. do a little state of the union. Yeah. Just Cause like we uh we're sitting around the halfway point yeah maybe a little bit a little bit uh past it just because season two is by far the biggest um okay so it did take a little bit for me to warm up to the show oh yeah like you I, like you I guys think... were expressing a ton of excitement for different things i'm yeah. like i don't know if i'm as excited for that as you guys are um, I think the jump in quality from seasons one to two is notable. It is. It is. Um, Both in animation and characterization. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, it's a fun show. Let's say I'm having a lot more fun than I expected to have. Nice. I do think I'm a little more critical on it than you guys are. 
Which is fair. We're viewing it with rose-colored glasses. Yes, yes. You're very nostalgic for you guys, and I totally understand that, 100%. Um, I have my fair share of those moments. Um, but yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's a ton of fun. It's it's definitely growing my ability to review something that's not as reviewable as I'm used to. Like, um, yeah, the storytelling isn't quite as linear. Yeah. Yeah, and and you can't go, like, sometimes you have point by point, and some of the points that I make are more of just, like, funny jokes because it is more of a comedy-centric yeah. show, which I like. It's like an action comedy, basically. Yeah, I think Kim Possible's strongest suits as a reviewer, okay? I'm speaking in the words of as a reviewer and as a ranker, what we do on this show as we are discussing this show on a review podcast is it has such strengths in reviewing different characters and mm. and like um and ranking the characters like we've implemented different ranking systems not only in the villains but like with food as well like i i feel like the whole bueno nacho thing is actually a stronger element that than one would think like i just think that's a ton of fun and you want to have fun when reviewing a show. And I think it just speaks to like how fun of a world it is to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's, it's obviously very similar to like real life, but like they cartoonify enough to where it's like, Oh, this is a really like fun little world to talk about. And like her rogues gallery, while it is obviously top heavy with Draken and Shigo, like there's yeah, and, a lot of and colorful S and SSJ. Yeah, there's a lot of colorful, like, dudes that she fights. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of different personalities that they bring into it. Um... Oh, shoot. We didn't even rank, uh, what's his name? White Stripe, did we? Oh, no, White Stripe is at F, no, we did. F tier. Okay, no, he, never mind. No, he's C tier. C or tier. C tier. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, he's not that bad. And He's right underneath uh, D and Amy and Gil. I, I love the homages they play to different characters. I mean, that's why I love the whole weasel and... Uh, thing mm -hmm. that they had going on and go team go is similar in that regard yeah yeah it is um so the the show is the show has definitely grown from season one to season two and become a lot more fun to watch and review and i feel less pressure because when i was watching it the first season i was feeling all this pressure of like trying to review the right things bring up the right points um to talk about and stuff like that but, well, and I feel like sometimes, like, when you have a show that other people really like, like, there is a little bit of, like, um, peer pressure to be like, oh, I really hope I like this. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a ton of that going into Kim Possible. I mean. Oh, yeah. and like, That's why I was kind of, like, at I first, kind of I was felt... trying to push for the other shows. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like Kim Possible. But, yeah. No, that's totally fair. And I, I totally felt that with Demon Slayer, where I was like, oh. I need to be like enjoying every one of these episodes, oh, but like, I feel like yeah. I feel like reviewing Demon Slayer really helped me grow as a critic. Where I was like, okay, let me parse out what I really liked and what I was a little more critical of. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, Anthony and I both we absolutely love Demon Slayer and so many elements about it and as a show. And yeah, you and JC were definitely more a little more critical about some of the things that we loved, and we're like, well, it's totally fine. I mean. Hype for season two, though. Oh yes, I think it's getting pretty close, pretty close to English dub. Actually, um, nice. I, I, I know it has not been announced yet. 
What? Have they dubbed any of it yet? Uh, no, but I did see a tweet saying something about, like, someone who doesn't really watch subbed was saying they were excited for season two pretty soon, so. Nice. Yeah, I've seen definitely some spoiler images of things that I'm like, how the frick did we get there? What is going on with this show? Dang. Yeah, <laughs> it gets wild and people are loving it. Definitely looking forward to season two. And that movie, I mean, that movie was like top tier. That movie was excellent. One of the best anime movies of all time. I'd agree with that. Do you have any more questions for me about the Kim Possiverse? Um, not that we haven't discussed already. Me and JC were talking, and uh, somewhere down the line, maybe for our next like general episode, we want to do like a like a Court of Capes aggregate top ten villains of all time list for all of our shows that we've done. Oh, for all of our shows. I mean, we yep. can... Well, oh. well, shows shows slash movies. I think everything we watch oh, can count. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I mean... We, we, we could we, just do a whole episode based off of that. Yeah, that's true. And us arguing about it. That That is true. I, I feel like uh, what we can do is we can submit to the court... Submit to the court... Um, uh, the... the uh, what do you call it? The, the bits we want to do on maybe a general or generic episode or something like that mm -hmm. of the best we want to do and can do that. And we can, we can do that right after we do the recap of the Kim possible show. Cause we are doing the rest of the show, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if we actually announced that, but we are doing the rest of Kim possible. Confirmed. That's right. We got season three and four, y'all. Absolutely confirmed. It's going to be a total blast. We've hinted at it, definitely for sure. Talking about what we're going to see in the future. Um, after that, Josh, they're like, see, Josh, season three only has eleven episodes, but yeah. four to five of them would probably be in my top ten for the show. Ooh. Oh, shit. there are some spicy, spicy episodes in season three. <laughs> um. I will be honest, uh, like midway through season one and like three fourths into season one, I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to go into season two, like into season three and four. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Yeah. It was just like, I, I just felt awkward and off. Um, but yeah, we can submit to the court after we do the recap, the final recap of Kim Possible. Submit to the court what bits we would like to do and do like a legitimate court of capes recap but i was kind of saying that for our i like after our 10th show oh yeah I, I don't have to do it immediately after kim possible okay okay i was saying that for our 10th show so like a 10th show kind of thing and i think we're on eight. Ooh, nice well and there's also the fact that whenever anthony comes back i think we're gonna go back to like reviewing like those four small shows oh, remember that idea we're like we, we were literally about to pitch them yes so yeah, we, we could we could do it like in the middle of that true 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 hmm. all right some things to think about well there you have it ladies and gentlemen of the jury 
a very special episode of the Court of Capes where you got to experience a trio and a duo later on with your boys. Heck yeah. Judge Shelton and Judge Cooper bringing on new stuff, new takes, my feelings about the Kim Possible show. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. It's so it's As like I, I have a I have a lot of fun discussing Kim Possible with you guys. And I know you guys get really giddy about some of the things like when we talk about the jokes and the characters and all that stuff, not only because of what happens in the present, but what you guys have experienced with Kim Possible as a whole. It and literally it, feels like returning home for me. And I didn't <laughs> realize that like I didn't realize that Kim Possible was so baked into my DNA as it was. But like, I didn't know that I was either because we never I was talk literally, about it. Well, yeah, I was literally quoting the entire episode of Go Team Go before the lines were hidden. Wow. That's I was crazy. like, holy frick, this is wild. <laughs> and like, Josh, I have not rewatched this show since I was maybe 11 years old when it ended. That's crazy, man. I maybe have watched one or two sparse episodes of impossible since then yeah wow but man i watched the show a lot as a kid <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness yeah well it seems there you have it jerry like the it kim possible is baked into curtis and it seems jc as well he seems that have oh, yeah. seen the episodes JC's many a true times KP fan. he's a true kp fan and i'm excited to talk about more episodes later there you have it without further ado it's been real it's been fun <laughs> it's been real fun <laughs> <laughs>